This podcast is sponsored by FortuneFavors.ie. FortuneFavors.ie is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. Hello and you're all very welcome along to yet another episode of the GA Statsman podcast and I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. My name is Matt Hurley and on today's show we preview match day 4 of the National Hurling League this weekend, which includes games like Cork and Galway, Wexford and Offaly, Dublin and Kilkenny, should be a very good weekend of hurling action. And to preview it with me this week is Wexford fan Ben Burney, who's also from the hurling podcast dedicated to Wexford hurling. We'll also be talking, of course, to Ben about his own county, Wexford's amazing start to the league, three wins in a row, and aiming for a fourth against a struggling Offaly team. Cork play Galway and Parky Cueva, as I said, Dublin play Kilkenny. Tipperary go up against Watford in Walsh Park. Limerick are aiming to get back up on the horse against Clare and Cusick Park. And there's a relegation battle in Port Leach between Leach and Antrim. All will be discussed in this episode. Just before we get into it though, I'd like to remind you all of our sponsors today at fortunefavors.ie. If you use the code STATSMAN11, you can get 11% off anything on the fortunefavors.ie website if you just use the code at checkout. So that code again is STATSMAN11. And you got 11% off. Now without further delay, let's get into the preview. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Ben Burley from the Hurling Podcast uh, dedicated to Wexford Hurling. Just to talk about this weekend's Hurling action, there are six games in the Allianz Division 1 this weekend, including uh, Ben's beloved Wexford coming up against Offaly at home. So should be a very interesting weekend indeed. Uh, first of all, Ben, how are you keeping? All very good. Yeah, and yourself, Matt? All good, all good, man. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the hurling this weekend. Should be a very good weekend of action. And no better place to start for yourself, anyway. Um, Wexford up against Offaly at Wexford Park. It's on at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Um, Wexford, three wins in a row. Offaly, three losses in a row. It should be a win for Wexford. But are you impressed with Wexford so far? Well, we'd have to be impressed and very happy. Like, the last... Last two years of Davy probably didn't go as planned. You know, last year we were quite competitive, but still, still we only won one game in the championship against Leash. Wasn't great. Um, this year, you know, a lot of people would have thought it'd be tough to come in after Davy, but Darry Egan seems to have just done been very smart in the way he went about it. He's not trying to rip up the script and what Davy's done. He's trying to use what Davy's done and add to it. You know, everyone's screaming, have a man in the full forward line. Like, we have one of the best target men in the country in Conor McDonald. So, we may as well use him as a target man. So, looking forward to the game on Saturday now. Um, I was actually away for the previous league game in Wexford Park against Limerick. So, I couldn't make it. So, I'm looking forward to this one now. Um, I don't think we'll see quite the same players. I think he's probably going to give lads a bit more of a go you know at Ocean Peppers maybe Paul Morris might get a go Nell Murphy we could see a lot more of the 
the younger guys and maybe the fringe players get more game time. Hopefully see a bit of Gavin Bailey as well. Yeah, some very interesting players coming out of Exford, especially you mentioned their ocean paper scoring 1-1 the last day against Galway. And uh, I suppose beating Limerick, beating Galway, like it's three wins in a row, but it's not against, um, you know, teams that are far away. These are teams that are at the top level, Galway, Limerick, etc. So that has to be positive for Wexford uh, going so close into championship. Oh, it's hugely, it's hugely positive. Like, I think the team did probably need to get off to a good start in the league, needed a bit of confidence because confidence, you know, confidence can drain the, the way the last two years were so disappointing. And they also got a bit of a, a bit of a trimming in the Walsh Cup up in Crow Park against Dublin. So maybe people were thinking, this is not, this is not going to go well. So very important to get those, those three wins on the board. And again, not against any bad teams, you know, two, two away wins and good to lay down a marker for first first round of the championship is against Galway coming up in April. So it's very good, very good last week to put down that marker against them, even though both sides weren't, neither side was at full strength, but still good to get the win, get the confidence and get different players doing well. Like you say, I meant Ushi Pepper there scoring one one. It's great to get those players doing well, bringing in young players. I suppose it definitely is, yeah. And uh, I suppose Gary Egan coming in, he was a bit of an unknown quantity, of course, after Davy Fitz uh, later to the game and managing, but he felt his time was coming to an end uh, small. But but Gary Egan, what do you expect from him at the start? I know it's going well so far. It didn't go so well at the Watch Cup in a way. But uh, what do you expect from Gary Egan before he came in? God, it was very hard to know what to expect from Dara, you know, it's, he, he probably was little, didn't know what to expect himself. Maybe it was his first go at it. You know, he, he's told us, he was on our podcast there a couple of weeks ago and he told us how he had a great, he learned so much from Liam Sheedy, you know, been involved with Liam Sheedy for three years and it's fairly evident that Liam Sheedy is a man, you know, if you can learn from him, you learn from him. Also coaching with Eamon O'Shea, it's very clear that Eamon O'Shea knows how to coach forward play. And if Dara, he seems to be a smart guy, he clearly learned from those guys and clearly tried to learn as much as possible. And he would have seen both because he was originally a forward for Tipperary, on and off the team as a forward. And then he was sub-goalie for a few years. And there seems to be a bit of a trend with goalkeepers managing, going quite high in management. Yeah, absolutely. And even I was uh, going through Wexford's stats, scoring stats at least, and uh, Lee Chin hasn't played so far, but you look at the forwards that have scored so far. Roy O'Connor has been absolutely excellent so far. Against Clare as well, he had a phenomenal game. Jack O'Connor has played excellent. Oshie Pepper, as you mentioned. So that has to be a positive as well. All these forwards are coming into the fray as well, other than Lee Chin, of course. Yeah, well, that's that's very important. Like um, Conor McDonald as well, in the Walsh Cup, he played Kenny. He scored six points in play. Is I, I think Connor's going to have a, a, a big year. I think come championship, he's going to be he's going to be primed because the team is actually playing in a way that suits him suits him now. Not it's not just going to be only long ball up, but playing in a way that suits him. Ushin Pepper obviously then one one. Paul Morris has barely seen any game time in the league. I think we'll see we'll see a bit more of him. So it's good that these. You know, players are, are getting getting more game time. And Roy O'Connor, obviously, like, what can we say? 
it's just been ridiculous, really, the last two games. You know, some of the points he's been getting. And so he's going to be very much a marked man come championship. Not that, not that he wouldn't have been in previous years, but I think he's bringing that consistency to his game this year. And hopefully we'll see it in every game. You know, been so direct. When he gets the ball, he's straight, he's going for goal. You know, it's he's really on fire and hopefully, hopefully it continues. Yeah, I've noticed Rory O'Connor over the last few years a bit underrated in the Wexford team, but I suppose consistency is a main thing, of course. And yeah, he's definitely showing this year. 1-8 from play, superb. And uh, yeah, that may continue for him. Um, just before we leave this game in a way, important awfully, like they've lost three games so far in Division 1A. Like, is there kind of a purpose of awfully being in this, this division in a way like to improve their team? Or do you think they're getting so much heavy beatings won't be beneficial for them going to Joe McDonough Cup this year? I don't think that it's beneficial. Now, you can have different way, like Westmead were in a similar situation last year. They went on to win the Joe McDonough, which obviously was positive goes against what I'm thinking. The previous year, I think Carlo... Carlo had a wind up on the top league, one of the top league. They got almighty beatings and then they got relegated. Or the, sorry, they got almighty beatings in the league. Then they were in the championship of Joe McDonough. It didn't go well for them. Whereas they had won it. They had won it two years previous and they still had the players. I think it dented their confidence because they had a very good management structure under Colin Bonner. It's hard to, I think they just made a jump too quick. It's, it's not their fault. That's the way they got promoted. You know, you play, you play promotion, but that's, that's where you are. It's very tough for them. And maybe it would have been a little nicer if they were in the other, the other group where they got to play Leisure Antrim as well. But every single game here is, you know, against a top, a top team, a game, a team that's not going to be, not in contention every year. So I think it's a little it's a little unfair, I suppose. But you ask an awfully person, they're probably like, no, no, we want to be at the top. You know, it's it's not too long. I still remember when I was growing up, used to hit going up to Crow Park watching awfully beat Wexford. So it's not, you know, they they said probably see themselves that that's where they should be. And that's fair enough, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose there is um kind of a thing that awfully fans want just to improve their team a small bit like they've gone out to the Christie ring they've been in the Dodgers for years they probably deserve a crack at the top league but it could go either way I suppose at the same time like you mentioned Westmead winning the Joe McDonough Cup despite getting so many beatings and maybe that could be good for awfully but let's not forget Antrim are in that Joe McDonough Cup as well get on to him later they're putting up some very good performances but for this game at least you'd be Backing a comfortable Wexford win despite a few changes. Oh, I would, yeah, yeah, I, I would. Not to, no disrespect, awfully, but I expect, I would expect a Wexford win and get some game time into different players who haven't seen it yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing who does get the game time. Yeah, definitely, and Wexford on road to a fourth uh, Division One A win. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is uh, Dublin against Kilkenny. It's on RT2 at 5 o'clock on Saturday in Parnell Park. Two against the rivals of yourselves. Like, uh, Dublin seem to be going pretty well at the moment, winning the Walsh Cup and doing well in the league as well under Matthew Kenny. Yeah, they were very impressive in that Walsh Cup game against Wexford. 
everything was so accurate. You know, Wex, Wexford couldn't put anything over the bar. Everything Dublin hit was was very accurate. I think Dub- Dublin probably put the favourites for this game. I think, you know, not not in general, obviously against Kilkenny, but they've been doing really well. They've five points out of six. Um, Kilkenny, I think they've only beaten Leash. Am I wrong with that? They've beaten but, uh, Leash and Antrim so far. Leash and Antrim, sorry. But this is a bit bit of a step up for Kilkenny. They're probably welcoming Valley Hale guys back. So TJ Reid, you know, he's he's uh, he's quite quite an addition. But Dublin seemed to be kind of peaking around this time. I think obviously come championship it'll be a little different, but Dublin are definitely peaking earlier and very much I think they'll want to lay down a marker as well for, for the Leinster Championship because you know they haven't got out of you know they haven't made an impact the last couple of years. Sorry, they beat Galway last year, but then they were very much, very, very unlucky with what happened before the Leinster final, losing those players to COVID, losing their full back to an injury. So maybe they'll feel they have a score to settle with Kilkenny. I think Dublin, I'm going to tip Dublin for this one. Having a home, home advantage as well, which I think is quite big in Parnell Park, you know, with the tight pitch, I think it suits them there. Yeah, you could be right there. Like, uh, even look at Kelly's games as well. Uh, even look at they only beat Leash and Antrim, they lost to Tipperary, who themselves lost to Dublin last Saturday night as well. So, for Kilkenny, well, I suppose you mentioned there the Ballyhale lads are coming back into us, the likes of TJ Reid, the likes of Adrian Bullen. So, they will get a kick out of that. But, like for Dublin, do you see them actually winning Leinster this year? I know there's Wexford as well, Galway performing well, but. Dublin performing well in the Walsh Cup, performing well in the league, five points out of six. Could it be their year to win their first Leinster since 2013, do you think? I hope not. But uh, I do think Leinster, this is the first year in a number of years where Leinster is serious competition. Like of those those four teams, no disrespect to the other two teams, uh, but Dublin, Kilkenny, Galway, Wexford, you wouldn't be surprised if any of them won it and you wouldn't be surprised if any of them didn't actually get out of Leinster. You know, they're they're so close right now. Galway looked great against Limerick. Didn't look so good against Wexford last weekend. Dublin have looked pretty good in, in every game. Kilkenny haven't been great, but can you ever rule out Kilkenny? You know, that would be just ridiculous to rule out Kilkenny. Especially, you know, just the players they have. TJ Reid, in my opinion, has been the greatest hurler of the last. I know Joe Kenny is great. In my opinion, TJ Reid has been the best hurler of the last 10 years. He's still there. He's still not too bad. It will be interesting. Now, I don't think it will, but I wonder, will the Ballyhead guys find it a bit tough? Like, that was a, that was a sickening blow to them. So I'm interested to see. Will they need a bit of time out? Like championship league coming so quickly, championship again coming so quickly. I wonder will they need would they really need a bit of time off before they're they're back right? I mean, it'll take it'll take some time to get over that that loss. That was a sickener. It definitely was a sickener indeed. And uh, even looking at Kenny's scores this season, Martin Keown scored two seven so far. I think um, Alan Murphy scored a few as well. So they are. They do have the forwards there, but they just need those extra players to come back in. The likes of TJ Reid, the likes of Owen Cody, and the likes of Adrian Mullen. But um, 
Like it's an interesting one with Kilkenny. Like they get they got to the semi-finals in the last three years. They've only reached the final once in that time. Like, do you think Brian Cody's losing his touch a bit? Like, uh, no doubt at all, he's one of the greatest managers ever in the GA, never mind hurling. But do you think he's kind of losing his touch a small bit considering the failure from the Kilkenny hurlers in the last two years or so? You could make that argument. You could make that argument that they don't quite play they still play a little bit direct like they kind of never got to grips of what Walford were doing in the second half of that semi-final in 2020 um, you you could make the argument that Dublin would have beaten them last year in the Leinster final was it not for was it not for the, the very unfortunate incident for Dublin you know but like you hear a lot of people saying, I think a lot of people saying that Kilkenny actually just don't have the players anymore. But yet he still won the last two Leinster finals, you know? So I don't know if he's losing his touch. I don't think they're going to win the All-Ireland. To say he's losing his touch is a bit much. Like if he doesn't have the players, then sure, they're not going to win anyway. So I think he probably just deserves probably deserves that bit of respect you know he did like that was an epic game against Wexford last year in the semi-final they came out on top I felt over the 70 minutes Wexford was a better team but they didn't win Kenny won and even if they don't have the players every player embodies Brian Cody's refusal to lose like tenacity so I don't know losing his touch is, is a bit harsh I do know a lot of people would think he should move on but I think maybe he should probably just get a bit of tactical help maybe as opposed to move on because he definitely still has the drive to win he's definitely bringing that that hasn't lessened one bit I'd say yeah, I suppose there is the saying, you can never write off the cats. And uh, I suppose that's how good Brian Cody can be once, you know, he gets his team into form. And uh, he might need a tactical change and all that. But as you rightly said there, two Leinster titles in a row. Something, they have the players clearly, but um, there is an argument. Can they go further than the semi-finals? And they haven't over the last few years. It'll be interesting to see how... They progress in the next few months or so. But um, you'd be tipping Dublin to win this game at home. Like, um, it's a tough ask for Kilkenny, but uh, do you think Dublin will stamp a, their authority in this game? Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Dublin. I think, you know, they're going very well. Danny Sutcliffe playing very well, winning ball in the air, scoring. Uh, Ronan Hayes is an excellent full forward. And yeah, I, I think I'm gonna tip. I, I'll tip Dublin for this one. I'm sure come championship when they when they meet, I'll I'll be probably tipping Kilkenny. But for this one, the way the both teams are playing right now, the way Dublin are playing is excellent. So I'm gonna tip Dublin for it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a very interesting game and uh, definitely a brilliant court raiser for the Leinster Championship. Indeed, and that game is live on RT two at five o'clock on Saturday. The next game is also live on RT on Saturday this time at seven o'clock. It's between. Cork and Galway and Parky Cueve. Uh, like Wexford, Cork have won three games in a row against, let's just say, slightly worse opposition than Wexford so far, but still three wins at the board. Impressive there. Galway only losing last weekend, of course, to Wexford. So 
this should be a ding-dong battle in Parkley Creek, considering Galway's game so far, especially against Limerick in match day two. I think what we see from Galway is going to be quite interesting this game. Because they were against Limerick, they were clearly up for it. And that was clearly a game they targeted and they wanted to win that badly. Against Wexford then, last weekend, maybe they weren't, they certainly weren't as up for it. Maybe they just expected that they would win at, at home to Wexford. I'm not sure. So I, I kind of expect a response from Galway after that poor performance last weekend. I expect a response from Galway. Like there's a lot of players, I think they got out of 15 points they only scored and seven seven points from play. Like you're not going to win many games scoring only seven points from play. So I'd expect something big from, from Galway this weekend. And Cork, Three in a row, been very impressive. You know, maybe you say the opposition hasn't been good as Wexford, but they bet they make out of the gate. The game was over at halftime last weekend, you know. Um, Shane, Shane Kingston with two goals. Maybe he's going to be a big big loss. He scored two goals in, I think, against Offaly as well. So he's after getting four goals already. So he, he's obviously got sent off, so he won't be playing. Um. I'm expecting big things from Galway and I wonder, I just wonder, will Cork be like, you know, Limerick was the one, we needed to get over Limerick, will they kind of just relax a bit, you know, and maybe maybe try to tone down the, the aggression a bit so they don't get any more sent off, but um, that's hard, it's hard to know again, like this one, Cork have so many good hurlers as well, so many good young lads coming through. Like, there's lads there who, brilliant hurlers. I remember seeing young Declan Dalton playing from Father O'Neill's playing for Cork under 20. And I thought, this guy's amazing. He can't get near it, you know. Um, it's going to be, it's, I would expect this one to be the game, the most interesting game of the weekend, I think. But maybe, maybe Cork think we're kind of true anyway, but we'll see. Yeah, it should be a very fascinating game indeed. And uh, God, we need to, you know, pluck up and perform in this game because still showing its wakes for seven points from play, not really up to their standard. But I suppose with Cork, you mentioned Shane Kingston out uh, suspended. He scored four seventeen so far at the league. He scored four five from play. Shows you how integral he is to this Cork team. Like, he's surely going to be a big loss to Cork. Like, um, and how are they going to replace him? Is Pat Horgan going to step up and... Get some goals for this Cork team. Yeah, you could never write off Pat Horgan either. You know, he's one of the best we've ever seen. I mean, he created he created the first goal for Shane Kingston. Connor Lahan also seems to be back playing well. Pretty much, it was his shot where Shane Kingston got the second goal. And um, like Cork have many forwards. You know, Shane Kingston is one of ec- one of many excellent forwards they have. Like, if you remember in the semi-final against Kilkenny last year, Shane Kingston didn't start. He came on and got, whatever, he got seven points from play or something. You know, but he didn't start because they have some excellent forwards in there. Excellent forwards. I mean, a lot of young lads there. Um, Young Barrett, Connolly. Obviously, we have Horgan, you know. 
a lot of a lot of great forwards who can all take a score. I mean that's that's one thing is level one thing is level that Cork is they don't have the ball winner, you know, they don't have it's all left to the Seamus Harnity. But I think that might be a way of saying every one of them is silky skilled and can put the ball over the bar from almost anywhere. So like they have even even if Horgan is not there, you know, Alan Callaghan, these guys are just they're phenomenal hurlers. Yeah, definitely some brilliant forwards, especially for Cork. And uh, when you look at the other side of the coin, then if Galway scores down here, like it doesn't really have good reading for the Galway forwards at Bearders. Like, of course, you have Cahill Mannion on four points, but I'm sure all them four points came against Limerick and then not against Wexford or their first game either against Offaly. Uh, Connor Cody has scored 18 points, but he's only scored four from play. Evan Nyland won seven, but only won two from play. Like, Galway's forwards just seem to be missing Joe a small bit. I know the tenacity is back in Galway and they're good in other parts of the field, but do you think the forward division could cost Galway even a Leinster title and an All-Ireland? Uh, it's hard to know. Like The quality for Galway is definitely there. Like Conor Cooney, I remember him watching him play against Wexford in the 2017 Leinster final. I think he got I think he got seven points from play playing corner forward or wing forward. Evan Nyland is a super, super player. He didn't start, he didn't play much at the weekend. He came on as a sub, I think. But I expect him to start. And I think he'll he'll help things. Connor Whelan was obviously missing the weekend, so he's the big one. Like if Connor Whelan comes back, there that's huge. Like one of the best forwards in Ireland who can win his own ball score you know he can do it all this guy so I wouldn't be worried from a goal I'd be worried about them clicking I suppose but maybe a bit of leadership in the forwards but there's certainly certainly not a lack of quality there is there's quality forwards there in Galway and it's just about getting them click and they have you know is there's probably no better man over a team to show you how to play in the forwards other than Henry. So I expect big things from Galway come the summer. Or the yeah. spring. It's not even the summer now when we play the championship. Pretty weird, isn't it? Saying spring rather than summer, but uh, you know, it's the world with GA that we live in. But uh, yeah, as you say, look, it, it maybe is a clicky issue with Galway. The stats don't suggest that the forwards are clicking quite yet, but once Brian Concanon, of course, comes back into it, Connor Wheeler comes back into it, maybe they'll start shooting up the lights again. And when you look at Cork, we mentioned three wins out of three so far, albeit against slightly poor opposition. Clare had injury problems. Offaly are not really up to this at the moment. Limerick had nearly a second team out. So this game will really define Cork and show whether they're all our genuine all our contenders or not. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be ruling them out if they lost it and I wouldn't be putting the favourite tag on them if they win it. Like, it's still just one game. They still have won three out of four. And who knows which Galway is going to turn up? You know, is it going to be the one that went hell for letter to beat Limerick or is it the one that wasn't overly pushed at beating Wexford? You know, it's... It'll be interesting to see. But... Just think, 
that was that was quite poor now from Galway the week before and Cork were excellent and have so many good hurlers to come in. So I'm going to be thinking that and it's obviously a home game as well. Home game as well. So I'm going to think that Cork will uh, Cork will take that one. I, I'm going to go again, Shea. I'm a Cork man myself, but I just think Galway, they, they needed something to improve on after that uh, Wexford game last week, as you said. Poor enough performance there and uh, they definitely, you know, need a point to prove. And I think they'll beat this Cork team. Like Shane Kingston's going to be a huge loss for us, the goal getter in that team so far in the league. And look, look, this will be the game to challenge Cork a small bit to see if they're really all early contenders or not. And uh, it should be a very interesting game, of course. It's Ivan RT2 on Saturday night. Uh, the next game is Tipperary against Waterford. That's at one forty-five at uh, or take Watch Park in Waterford. Anyway, this live on TG Car. Waterford are another team that started off really like a house on fire. They beat well. They beat Leash and Antrim. They hammered them. They drew against Dublin. But this will be a test for Waterford, despite Tipperary's performance against Dublin last week. Yeah, big test, and they'll be very much hoping to get one over Tipperary. You know, Tipperary been one of the, the main hurling strongholds. You know, the, the team in Munster that have, well, one of the teams in Munster who have won most of Ireland's in the last 10 or so years. Um, we playing against Colin Bonner, was the coach of uh, WIT for so long. I think he might still live in Waterford. Waterford will be very much motivated to get to get this one, and they're playing. They're, they've been playing well. The Ballygunner guys obviously are going to bring a big lift to that setup as well. There's a lot of people thinking that that's going to like change the mindset of Waterford Harlan. I do think that Waterford are going to be Waterford are going to be more expected to win this. I think than Tipperary. Tipperary still. Been in a bit transition period, you know, bringing those couple of under 20, under 21 All Ireland winning teams, trying to bring them through. The loss of Potty Mar is obviously huge. Um, a new manager. I think that Waterford, a more settled team, manager been there for a few years. Things are things are looking good for them, you know. They're they're not in a transition period, you know. This is this is the the these next couple of years are their years like you know and the Ballygunner guys coming through Desi Hutchinson I'm really looking forward to seeing what we see from him this year like he's just an incredible player again don't forget this is his I think it's his fourth year back hurling like you know from not hurling for a few years so who knows how good that man can get and he wasn't too bad in the club final you know so I still think Tipperary in that transition period, Colin trying to find new players. It's just, it doesn't feel right not seeing Potty's name, not seeing Potty's name there. So it will be interesting to see, but I expect Watford to get over the line. And you look at the players Watford had, disregarding, of course, the Valley Gunner lads who didn't play in the first three rounds. Like five of their players are above eight points at the moment Stephen Bennett, Austin Gleason, Patrick Curran, Kieran Kieran. And Colin Dunford, plus the addition of Ty DeBorka back for the first time since 2020 as well. Like, do you think if there's any year to win an all order for Watford, it's this year, considering Limburg might be off the pace a bit, they might improve come summertime. But when you look at Watford's performances now and the players coming being like the Ballygunner lads, like DeBorka, 
is this a better time than ever to win in All-Ireland? Well, I think to offer people will tell you they couldn't care less when, when they win it, but they'd just be delighted to win it. But I suppose, yeah, it does look like things are opening up for them. Like Limerick, it appears they're off the pace. Three losses in a row if they lose this weekend. Before losses in a row, you'd have to wonder what's really going on. But Waterford have been an excellent team over the last few years. Like they had a couple of dips in 18 and 19. But don't forget, they got to the final in 17. They got to the final in 2020. They were beaten by the winners last year. You know, they're, they're an excellent team, excellent hurlers. And we'll see whether this, uh, as what a lot of people are saying, is that the Ballygunner win is going to give Waterford Hurland the big boost that it needs. We'll see if it does. You know, they might just, it could give them the boost, but they might just come up against the unstoppable force that's, that has been Limerick in the last couple of years. You know, Limerick have just been that good in the last couple of years that I don't care how much of a boost you get. They're, they're still going to beat you. So we'll see. It, it, it's interesting, but they've been, of course, there'd be no better time to do it, you know. But on Tyg de Burke, I know he's back. I know he was an excellent hurler. But I think to expect him... After his second ACL surgery, he's only back, you know, he's only back his couple of games to expect him to be back to the same level as he was so quickly. It's a little unfair, I think. You know, maybe maybe I'll be, he'll prove me wrong and I'll be eating my words, but I think to do it this year, so quickly after coming back, I think is a little unfair to, to expect that from him. Maybe it is. Like you see with so many ACL injuries with uh, footballers, maybe Colin Cooper didn't come back the same, Colin O'Neill. We'll see with Tommy Conroy now, hopefully he'll be back to form. But two ACL injuries rather than one, like it's difficult to come back from. But if Tyg, you know, manages to get at least a glimpse of his form from 2020, like at Watford with Irla Daly there as well to you know help him help him out. There's some very good players at the back line as well, like Connor Pronty of Jamie Barron in midfield as well. So there are players around it to help him. But that is a valid point, I suppose, uh, whether he'll be the better as he is before. But um, it's interesting with Tipperary actually, because we mentioned Cork have British youngsters, and no doubt about that, they're under 20s wins, they're under 20 finals appearances. But the team to be with Cork in all those years was Tipperary. So you just have to wonder, are these young players not you know, managed properly or are these young players just not coming through into senior level as, as Colin Bonner would have wished or any other manager in the past? It's, it's very hard to know. Like, you talk to a Galway person and they're just like, oh, these lads are not up to it physically, you know? And it's, it's really hard to know and it's probably a hindrance to bringing young lads through when you have such a quality team there like there's a lot of lads, Tipperary lads there from twenty from the 2010 All-Ireland winning team you know Polly's obviously retired but still Brendan Maher retired so now they're kind of been thrown into deep end maybe you know it, it's hard to know like Liam Cal gets a lot of credit for winning those two All Irelands with those teams. Like in the first one they won, I think they got they got a last minute goal to beat Cork. Jake Morris got it. 
I think Cork were the better team, probably had the better players. But Tip got over the line, excellent manager, had a you know, serious drive to win. So they did get over the line. But that's still the next year they they walked it. You know, it's hard to know what the best way to bring through young players is all the time. And maybe they're just struggling with that transition. Um, maybe in the last couple of years, Liam Sheedy could have could have helped by bringing through a bit more. Like there was very few of those guys, very few of those guys who got the game time. Like if just looking from a Wexford point of view, right? If we got one All Ireland winner twenty one team, we're thinking, right? These guys are the team for the next ten years. But because it's Tipperary, because they've had such success different underage teams and senior it kind of means nothing you know not that it means nothing but it's not quite what it would mean to a county like us or to a county like Waterford who doesn't see that success all the time but it's a very interesting question on why teams like Galway who have such great underage success and this tip team those two tip teams who won why they haven't come through properly. Is it that things were too easy for them underage? They're not willing to do the, the hard graft? Is just things get a bit tougher, you know, but it's 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 hard to know. I suppose each each young lad is is different. You have to look at it differently. But I still think with the amount of good young players that Tipperary have, that they will come through. They will come through. Doesn't mean they'll win anything, but they will come through and some of them some of them will uh, will look like excellent hurlers in the next couple of years. Maybe not this year, but in the next couple of years, definitely. There is definitely potential in Tipperary. I've even seen it, uh, you know, watching Cork and Tipperary games down through the years of their 20s. And Tip definitely held their own. They hammer Cork in that All-Ireland final. Um, I know Jay Morris scored the winner of that Munster final. Cork were kind of unlucky. But then the All-Ireland final, Tip absolutely slaughtered Cork. And you'd have to wonder as well, where why these players aren't coming through, but maybe it's called a bother building a system at the same time. People are saying that over the last few weeks, so we'll just have to wait and see as we move on to championship time. But for this game, with Waterford at home, with the Valley Gunner lads, uh, predictably going to come back into the team, do you think they'll have enough to win this? Oh, I'm I'm going to be tipping Waterford for this one, yeah. I I, I think it's... The, time, the timing is right. Home game as well in Walsh Park, I think. I think this is this is the game for Waterford, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to go past Waterford with the form they're in at the moment, and that game is over. TG Carr of one forty-five, and on the TG Carr off day is two other one survivals. Clare against Limerick. Now, this is an interesting game. Clare have Tony Kenny back at the team who scored two twelve last week against Offaly. I know it was against Offaly, but it shows you he is back. He's back to form now, and Limerick. Like this is a really strange one. They've lost three in a row now. Another tough game going to Cusack Park against Clare. Like, do you think it's the end of this run for Limerick, or do you think they're kind of you know gearing up towards the summer instead of peaking too early? Well, I think they're definitely, without a doubt, they're gearing up towards the summer without peaking too early. Not that they wanted to lose the games, but the most important thing is that they peaked, you know, for a championship. But like Confidence is a hard thing to get back when you lose it. Now, they've won 
three last four All Irelands. So obviously confidence is going to be high. But when when you keep losing games, like if you lose four in a row, your confidence has to be dented. So I reckon they're going to be they're going to be taking this one a little more seriously. You know, they played Clare in the Munster Cup in January, bet them out the gate. So I think they'll fancy themselves to now Tony Kelly wasn't there. He's quite a decent player, you know. He scored 212 on his comeback, having not done that much hurling really, you know, at the weekend. But I think Limerick are going to take this one very seriously. Claire, even with Tony Kelly, I don't think they're world beaters. They're also missing Aidan McCarthy, who's one of the best hurlers for the last couple of years. There's a couple of lads up front, excellent, decent young prospects. Shane Mean, Mark Rogers. I don't think they're quite there yet. John Conlon is still transitioning back into the forwards, I think. And probably missing centre-back. I, I would fancy, I'd fancy Limerick to get over the line in this one. And there might be like, a massive backlash from them where they absolutely hammer Claire. I mean, don't forget that I know it's an away game for Limerick, really, but it's sure it's only 20 minutes away from Limerick. It's not really an away game. It's as close as they could get. Uh, it'll be interesting to see though, like four, four losses in a row in the league for Limerick would, it would scream, you know, crisis, wouldn't it? You know, it, it definitely would, yeah. And even looking back to last year's league, they lost uh, two games out of three. They drew against Tipperary the first day out, but they did lose three in a row. Like, you, you can't get worse shorted about this. But the thing is, the Clare fans see Nibrick in the doldrums, in sort of doldrums after losing three games in a row. The Clare folk will get behind their team, no doubt about that, and will try to drive on this team to victory with Tony Kelly back in the team. I know um, Mark Rogers, I think, is out injured for this game, so this is a, that's a huge loss. Aidan McCarthy's out. But still, the, the Clare fans will be riled up for this, see their rivals on the floor after losing three games in a row. Yeah, probably. They'll like to really stick the knife in. They've probably been absolutely sick watching them win, win the All-Ireland for the last few years. So maybe, yeah, they're going to be targeting this game. So it should probably be a great game in, in Cusick Park. There's there's a young lad there playing for Clare. He, he came on as a sub against Wexford. Patrick Crotty is his name. I just found him really great to watch. All skill. Looked like a throwback to a throwback to someone from from the 80s or something with the socks pulled up. Um, he, he's one to watch for Clare now. He got the start last weekend. So, but um, watch out for him. He seems the ball seems to go up, and just I don't know how he gets it, but it seems to appear in his hand. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, you see, I've uh, had scores here from the Clare team as well. Patrick Crotty's actually in their top five scores, along with Cotton Malone, Shane Mee, and Mark Rogers and Tony Kelly. Like there are some very good players in this Clare team, but. You see Aidan McCarthy get injured, Mark Rogers get injured, Tony Kelly was injured for a brief spell as well at the start of the year. You kind of had the feeling if Clare are going to do well in like Munster Championships at All-Irelands, they'll probably need their full 
their full complement fit. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, there's no escaping how important Tony Kelly is. Then maybe they don't have biggest squad. Like, Aidan McCarthy was incredibly important for them last year. He's missing, I think he's gone for the year. So he's a huge loss. Probably haven't got a natural number six. Um, Carl Malone seems to have come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. He looks a great player. But if you if you lose any of those guys, you know, if they lost a kind of clearly fullback, I'm not sure they have another guy to fit in at fullback. Obviously, if no no team is going to replace Tony Kelly, if they lost Carl Malone, I don't think they have another guy to come in and replace him. Like they, yeah, they do need to have their full complement to to compete even, not just to win, you know, to win, but to compete again. The Corks and Limericks, I think they need they would need their full complement, and if they don't, it's very like Brian Brian Lone, If what you hear is true. That he's up against it with county board issues and stuff. Then, like he just he just needs every everything he can get. Like I don't I don't see them. I don't see him see them being in the business end of the championship. Really, Tony Kelly or no Tony Kelly? Be great to see him though. You know that just thinking of that point he scored against Cork last year, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of hard to see Clare even progress far as um, past Munster in the championship because of how competitive Munster is. Like, you have to feel it temporary with their youngsters will improve. Cork are doing excellent at the moment. Of course, it could be, you know, a bit too soon for them, but still very good performances at least. And Watford, Limerick, by the looks of the last few years anyway, and in Watford's case at the start of the year, they look very good and are potential all the contenders. So it's very hard for Clare really to get over the Munster Championship. But it going back to Limerick, yes, there are some negatives, but in fairness, there is one positive. Um, a young player coming up through the ranks, Carl O'Neill. He scored one five from play in this league so far. He's probably been their shining light in the league. So once the the usual contingent will come back into play, the likes of Garrett Hagley, Tom, H- Tom Morrissey, obviously, Aaron Galag, Keane Lynch coming come back from NUIG action, like, once they come back in, added to that, Carl O'Neill coming in, if they're all in form, this could be another whitewash for the rest of the teams in the country. Well, if, if all those guys play to the level that they played for the last two years, then yes, it probably will be another whitewash. There's no getting away from that. Peter Casey is obviously a big loss. They, they have struggled to replace players if they haven't played well say Gillan was dropped for the game against Tipperary last year and he was brought in brought in a half time because they needed him you know was, they probably thought they could get away without him playing playing. I think he played maybe Mulcahy like Mulcahy's an excellent player but he probably doesn't do the same job that uh, Gillan does with, with Peter Casey gone you have to imagine Mulcahy's going to be the man who takes that spot? And um, there's other guys who want us. Maybe Pat Ryan. You mentioned Carl O'Neill in the half hour line. He's done quite well. He's also had a few bad misses. Um, they expect him to put over the bar, but he seems to be he seems to be a guy who's gonna feature in this year's championship. But when everyone's fit, like he faces a serious, serious tough test just 
to, to get into the team. Never mind when he, when he does play. Like, could you really not play Hegarty or Marcy or Lynch in the half hour line? You know, you'd have to move Lynch midfield maybe or something, and then someone else centre forward. So, as good as that Carl O'Neill is, I don't see him starting. You know, he he definitely has performed very well, but it's at the same time, yeah, it's hard to see him uh, start considering. If Aaron Galan is in top form, you don't know if Colin O'Neill, how he's going to break into the team, but we'll see as the year progresses, I suppose. But for this game, you said it already, you'd be t- tipping Nimbrick for this game, despite being away in Cusick Park. Oh, I think I think a big Limerick backlash is coming. There's no way there's no way they're going to lose four in a row. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an easy prediction when you put it that way. I'd probably go with Limerick myself as well. And uh, the last game is between Antrim and Leash, so I've TG Carr at 3.45. Like, uh, both of these teams, it's fair to say, are fighting off, uh, avoiding relegation. Yeah, pretty much. That's the way we would have expected it, and that's the way it's turned out. Um, Performance-wise, you would have to say Antrim have looked better. Leash have got a few tunes. Antrim have been pretty much competitive in every game. Um, Probably a little unlucky to not get a draw last week weekend against Waterford. And you would have put your house on. McManus scoring that penalty, but he didn't. And so performance-wise, you'd be looking at Antrim. You know, and you would have been doing that last year as well, thinking the Antrim. But when it came down to relegation playoff last year, Leash were the ones who took it. Leash are at home. It is a good trip, like it's a good trip from from Belfast to Leash. And Leash Leash are not bad now. I, I, I don't think they're as bad as the score lines have suggested, maybe. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Antrim on this one. I know they're away, but they have played a lot better. And I think they'll feel there was a great photo, actually, just thinking about him. Even though he missed the penalty, at the end, he would have been very upset. Like, the Joggers Waterford would have been pretty big for them. And McManus missed the penalty, but he was still out on the pitch signing autographs with the kids with a big smile on his face after the game. I, th- I thought it was a great photo. And I think Joe Brawley put it up. Maybe there's a few others put it up as well. But I'm going to be I'm gonna be tipping Antrim. I think they've performed much better. Maybe, again the league maybe Leash might come on and when it comes be, be a better team in the championship but I'm going to I'm going to look at Antrim winning this one it's it's yeah pretty much whoever win, if it'd be sickener for Antrim to play so well in all the games get no points and then they come up against the team they're you know expected to get a result not expected to but a real team they have a great chance even though they've been getting hammered they come out with the result and they still have a far superior points difference leash, but you have to beat the team that's in front of you. It doesn't matter if you lose by one or lose by 40, really, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you mentioned, yeah, Antrim had some scores all over the pitch in many ways, like other than the McManus, they've keyed them a lot, scoring a lot so far. And there's other forwards, of course, there, but leash, look at stats. They're very reliant on Stephen Picky Marr at the moment. Like, 
is that sustainable going to the summer? I, I know Leach have survived before. They survived against all the odds last year in the championship and in the league. But do you think being relied on so, on so relied on one player will cost them down the line? Um, P- Stephen Pickinar is a superb player. He's one of the best. You know, if he was with another county, he'd get more plaudits. But I, like, I think Ross King, Ross King is an excellent forward there. Um, they probably just don't have enough. I'm not saying they're. I just don't think they're reliant on one. Probably reliant on a few. And Paddy Purcell has been an excellent forward over excellent midfielder over the last few years. Um. The way things are going, like they, they don't just need one player. They need they need a good few to help out. Like, like I don't think it's a clear situation where they're relying on Tony Kelly to compete with the big boys. I think if if Picky Mar is not there, I think the, the results are not getting that much worse. You know, he 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 needs to do a hell of a lot more for them to say they're too reliant on him. You know. Just, just, just look at the stats this season. Um, not in the previous years. Okay, he scored one nineteen so far compared to when Ross King has scored seven points so far. That's not really up to that at the moment, but maybe they will improve as the year goes on. But um, we're both tipping Antrim for this game. I, I would think, despite being in uh, Portlaoise. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Antrim, but I would not be one bit surprised if Leash turned them over. You know. It's just interesting the way things work like that. Each game, you have to take each game. As John Giles says, you have to take each game on its merits. That's exactly it. And uh, I suppose just uh, one game that's interesting me going out of divisions, it's uh, Westmead against Down in the Division 2A. Down lost their first game actually last week against Kildare. Quite a hard done boy, didn't have to win in the first half I was hearing in that game. Westmead with the squad they have and being in the Liam McCarthy, you'd expect them to get up, but it won't be an easy game for Westmead this. No, it'll be quite competitive. Um, down a little unlucky last year, not to get through the group in the John McDonough. I think they lost on, on score difference, but I still think Westmead, you know, Westmead are playing in that Leinster Championship. Down have never been in it. The two Doyles, X and Hurlers, David Glennon. I think Westmead just a better, just a better team, and I expect them to. I would expect them to take it. Yeah, you'd have to expect Westmead to win this game and eventually get on and uh, get promoted. And uh, suppose thank you, Ben, for coming on to the podcast. Said uh, before we go, uh, just a reminder where uh, our listeners and viewers can find the Hurling podcast. Yeah, you find us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, um, wherever you get wherever you get your general podcasts, just call it the Hurling Podcast, or we are on Twitter at Hurling Podcast, or Instagram at Hurling Podcast. Um, simple enough. We might have to change the name soon. Um, off the ball, I've been naming their Hurling Show something similar, so we might have a legal battle, or someone will change their name. We'll see. We know Callan on the ropes there, let's. Um, but um, I suppose uh, thanks for coming out to the podcast, Ben. I uh, wish you the best of luck uh, for the podcast in the next few months and uh, weeks or so. And best of luck to Wexford in the year as well. Thank you. Same to you. Hopefully we'll have a Wexford-Cork final to 
to talk about in a few months. Massive thank you to Ben for coming on to the podcast today and thank you for listening. Thank you to Fortune Favors for sponsoring the show once again and until next time I'll see you all then and take care.